Repentance is for this life. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good Friday morning. It is good to be together today to study God's Word. And uh, we are actually kind of at a milestone point. Today we wrap up Luke chapter 12, which puts us exactly at the halfway point of Luke's Gospel. Uh, We've been studying uh, Luke's Gospel now for a number of months. And we will continue now uh, for the second half, starting next week. Uh, But we still have some work to do in chapter 12 today. We'll be in chapter 12, verses 54 through 59. Um, Jesus' uh, teaching here is about uh, the signs of the times and how to interpret the signs and signals uh, that are provided to us. And then the second part of his teaching is about repentance. Now, repentance is an interesting thing. Repentance requires a number of things to be in place within a person's heart uh, before it is even possible for it to happen. First, uh, there's an acknowledgement of sin. We confess that we are sinners, that we fall short of God's holy standard. Um, Romans 3.23, right? Um, That all have sinned and fallen short. And uh, repentance is acknowledging that we're sinners in need of grace and forgiveness. It's confessing the sin, and then it's turning from that sinful trajectory in life. It's an about face, and we head instead in the direction that God would have us go, following the lead of His Holy Spirit. Um, It's a complete change in life trajectory, and it really can only be promoted by the work of the Holy Spirit within our hearts, influenced by His work, not by any decision on our part. There is a deciding aspect to it, and the deciding aspect is to get real about our sinful state. That's really the only role that we play, and even God brings us to the point where we're able to acknowledge (laughs) by His grace that we are, in fact, sinners in need of grace and forgiveness. So this is a great little teaching, um, powerful words packed into such a small little section of verses. And so uh, we'll get started here in a moment as we uh, just close our week together uh, in prayer to the Father. Heavenly Father, we're drawing close to your heart today, Lord, because um, we made it through another week and all we can say, Lord, is thank you, thank you, thank you. Your faithfulness is beyond measure. And Lord, we're here at the end of another week because and only because you're faithful to us. And we give you thanks for that, Lord God. We thank you also for your word. Chapter 12 has been tough. These are tough teachings. And in so many ways, we'd love to avoid the fact that these teachings show up in the gospel, but they're there. And so, Lord, help us wrestle with these words of Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, our teacher, our brother, our friend. Help us wrestle with what he's saying. Lord, it's because he loves us that he speaks truth. It's because you love us that you sent him to speak truth. And we give you thanks. Help us not uh, walk around with cotton in our ears, but help us to be open to hearing exactly what you would say. 
Help us not run from your truths, even when they're uncomfortable for us, but to embrace what you want to say for our good, for our ultimate benefit, and for your glory. We give you thanks for your word and its instruction today. Help us to listen with open hearts uh, to your word as we study it together. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, this is Luke chapter 12, verses 54 through 59. Kind of exciting to be finishing the chapter today. He said to the crowd, When you see a cloud rising in the west, immediately you say it's going to rain, and it does. And when the south wind blows, you say it's going to be hot, and it is. Hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. How is it that you don't know how to interpret this present time? Why don't you judge for yourselves what is right? As you're going with your adversary to the magistrate, try hard to be reconciled on the way, and your adversary may drag or your adversary may drag you off to the judge, and the judge turn you over to the officer, and the officer throw you into prison. I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. Now, this is a great teaching, and uh, there's some really powerful words being spoken here. The first thing is kind of an indictment uh, in the first few verses, 54 through 56. I believe he's directing this at the religious leaders who so often challenged him and pushed on him and failed to see the signs and signals of the times that they were in. Things were changing. There was a new epoch. There was a new era that God was ushering in. It was the era of the kingdom, the era of the new covenant. And they were failing to see the times that they were in. They were so blinded by their religiosity, so blinded by their legalism, that they could not see that God and his grace and mercy was doing a new thing in their midst. And he was He was setting them free from the burdensome uh, regulations of the law, from the burdensome adherence to the law, setting them free to enjoy relationship with himself through the Son, Jesus Christ. And what freedom it would have brought them and what joy to to know uh, the moment they're in, but they failed to see it and Jesus comes down hard on them for failing to have the spiritual eyes and the openness of heart to see what was going on around them. And then he gives a warning about the need for repentance. This story about uh, walking to court with one's adversary and facing the magistrate and then facing the judge and being thrown into prison has everything to do with their insistence on the law being the way uh, to uh, atonement. And Jesus is saying, hey, look, if you want atonement by way of the law, guess what? You have to fulfill the law perfectly in every way, um, or you will wind up in prison, and, and you'll stay there until you've paid the last penny. And what he's pointing out is the failure of the law to bring about righteousness in a true and deep and lasting sense in people's hearts. The law can't do it. And our the depth of our sinfulness proves that the law falls short. And that's the whole purpose of the law, is to point to the need for a Savior. And they failed to see that. They wanted righteousness through the law. They had no notion of God accomplishing righteousness on their behalf through the vessel of his son coming to die on the cross and be raised uh, on the third day. They weren't even aware. And so their insistence on law meant they must be perfect law abiders 
or they would be imprisoned by their sins uh, forever. And that's a pretty hopeless state for anyone to wind up in. Repentance is just simply the Spirit of God touching our hearts in such a way as to um, help us to see the reality of our sinful state, the need for grace, uh, our deep spiritual neediness, and then prompting within us a desire to turn from that state of sin, that trajectory of sin, and turn toward Jesus and His will and purpose and plan for our lives. It's that simple. And so we can be grateful today that we are in the era of grace, <laughs> the era of the kingdom, the new covenant in Christ, and we are no longer burdened by having to live up to the letter of the law. My friends, take that hope into this weekend as you consider these words and ponder them in your heart today. And thanks so much for taking time out of your day to listen. We'll see you next week.